when Mike, when you called me to start this, you know, my computer went bloop, 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 and I pushed a button and now we're talking. Welcome to The Prompt, a weekly panel discussion on technology and the culture surrounding Apple and related companies. Welcome to episode 26 of The Prompt. Today is Wednesday, December 11th, 2013. I'm Stephen Hackett, and I'm joined by my ghost and friend, Federico Vitici. Hey, Stephen. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah. I, I came back from a weekend, a pretty crazy weekend in Bologna. So, you know, where they make the, the pasta, the bolognese, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So we should, uh, we should say Italy, not Spain, because Mike was confused. Yeah. Uh, so I went to see this band called Biffy Clyro with my friends. And it, things got pretty wild at some point. But, you know, uh, I had a great time and I'm glad to be back. But we don't have Mike here with us today. No, Mike has um, taken a night off. So he had some, some things to attend to. Is, is, uh, it true, is it true that he got a job as a nanny for the royal baby? <laughs> I think that's true. Um, no, Mike's at a Christmas party or something. So, hmm. uh, if you've never partied with Mike, uh, it's pretty awesome. I gotta try that. You should try it. Um, WWDC, yeah. maybe we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, man. Yes. Can, 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 a- can an Italian come to the states and party like a crazy young? Man, or like, do I get arrested if I do that? You might get. Uh, you need to have a some sort of paperwork to get into the country. Okay. Well, well uh, past that, oh, you're set. Oh, okay. So I can I can buy beverages, you know. Yeah, Mike did. Um, <laughs> okay, so yeah. I mean, I think as long as you have an ID with like your date of birth clearly labeled, I think it's all it takes. Nice. Mike would be the one to talk to about this. <laughs> okay. But he's not here. Yeah. So we're going to jump uh, right into some follow-up. Follow-up. First piece um, comes from Twitter. Um, and uh, it's basically a link. Someone has OS ten up and running on a Surface Pro, which is about the worst thing I've ever seen. So you Did you watch the, the video? Yeah, I watched it uh, today. And uh, the worst part isn't the Surface itself. It's the fact that this guy... I don't want. Uh, I don't want to bring up this topic again, but but it's worth it. Uh, this guy say, says OS X. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> and, and I mean, of course, of course, this guy says OS OS X after he tries to boot uh, OS ten on Surface. Uh, I I don't know why would anyone want to do this. Um, uh, what's the price of a Surface Pro? Uh, I don't know. It's cheaper than a MacBook. I'm sure. Is it? I, I, mean, I mean, it's a nice experiment, for sure. I mean, it's like, do you remember like when people were like hacking OS X onto netbooks? Yeah. Because <laughs> I definitely do, because do, do, I definitely do. Do you remember it. netbooks? <laughs> the Surface Pro is $899. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I had, um, I ran OS X on two netbooks, an HP and then a Dell Mini 9, which was like... Really? Like one of those plastic 9-inch uh, things? <laughs> Better. Yeah, dude, it ran great. Like the here, I'm, I'll put a link in the show notes, um, which you can find at prom.pt. Prom.pt. Slash yeah, twenty six. Yeah. Uh, so I'll put this in the show notes. Uh, the Dell Mini Nine made like a gr- actually made a pretty good little hackintosh. I mean, until you like thought about it for a second, you were like, "What am I doing?" But 
anyways, that, that'll be in the show notes. Um, I think, hey, I mean, you know, it's a cool experiment, I guess. Yeah, and um, I remember uh, like some family friends, they, they used to, to really be into this all netbook thing. Because it, like in Italy, it was really, really, uh, there, there was an ear like two or three years ago uh, and everywhere you you went you could see uh, advertisements for netbooks and 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 then i i guess it's it was like one or two years before the ipad came out mm-hmm. uh, around 2008 or 2009 so the netbook was really huge here but i guess in it, it was really uh, popular i guess among you know p- people who had to commute to work like because i i think that Part of the idea was that you could have office on on the netbook, so you right? Could, yeah, you could do spreadsheets and the, the kind of stuff that these people do. Uh, but they disappeared at one point, so it's all tablets now. And um, so there's that. So you have and, the, and the, everyone yeah. knows everyone knows you can't do real work on a tablet. Yeah, and especially the Surface. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. Um, the next piece of follow up. Uh, it's from at Joe Steele on Twitter, and let me. I mean, this is. Crazy. I don't want. I don't want to get sentimental, but this is maybe the best thing I've ever read on the internet. I I, I don't know how this guy could. <laughs> I mean, the tagline. Uh, the site is called Terrible Podcast Screenplays, uh, and the and the tagline below the below the title is Writing iTunes reviews is boring. I write them as farcical screenplays. Farcical is it? Is it right, Stephen? Yeah. Yeah. Close enough. I'm from the south. Don't ask me. <laughs> so, so it's it's really a um, it's a screenplay called The Prom, a casual documentary, and you can read it on the website or you can uh, download a formatted PDF, and um, uh, and yeah, it's really a screenplay about um, a prom in a high school auditorium in Memphis, uh, and it's about uh, me and Mike and Stephen um, organizing a party. And apparently, um, I was in charge of um, inviting people, but uh, <laughs> but I used pages with iCloud. So in the screenplay, uh, uh, I'm really pretty angry about the fact that pages kept crashing. Yeah. Whereas Mike is kind of the gentle, happy slash emotional guy. You yeah, know? Mike is crying at least <laughs> at, at, at least one point during this. Yeah, and and you are—I I don't know—you you are kind of I'm, the in I'm the grown up throwing yeah. a party for with grown ups. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh it's pretty awesome. I would definitely uh, encourage you to read it. I would also encourage you to read the rest of them. Um, did you see the one where Mike interviews himself on Command Space? <laughs> no, no, no. I only I only read this once. I gotta I gotta write the other. I gotta read the other ones. Man, they're they're all good. Um, there's there's also one about uh, Casey and the guys over at ATP, um, in which uh, HFS Plus becomes a bomb of some sort. Um, so I basically I woke up this morning and you know, you guys being several hours um, ahead of me, it had already surfaced. Like uh, yeah, <laughs> um, uh, and so like. I'm like in bed, like my, you know, I pick up my phone. There's like a thousand notifications on it, like there are every morning. <laughs> and, um, and this is one of them. And like, I read it in bed and I'm just like, I'm laughing. And you know, my wife Mary's like, what are you doing? So I sent it to her and we kind of read it together this morning. Um, 
So uh, I think if I my next tattoo is going to be a picture of Joe Steele's face. Yeah. It's an appreciation. <laughs> I, I'm reading this line. Federico <laughs> picks up a block of cheese. What the bleep is a pepper jack? <laughs> <laughs> It's I, so I, good. I, I wonder if this has been written with a... What's the name of the mark, Markdown-flavored uh, syntax for screenplay? Uh, is it like Fountain? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah the, so. like the, the version of Markdown for, for screenwriters. <laughs> I, I like that this is where we go with this. Like, we talk about how funny it is, and we're like, I wonder if he wrote, used it. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you, know you, can, you, you can use the Fountain uh, syntax with editorial because uh, there is there is a python script <laughs> i don't see there is there is a python script to install the the syntax and and the and the the preview uh, all these um kind of text blocks on the on the left side and on the like the formatting of a, of a screenplay right yeah. so you can do that with a with a python plugin but i'm sure that there are some dedicated apps like uh what's the name final draft uh for the mac and ios 2 i don't know, but there are definitely uh, dedicated apps that are quite popular and 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 and, and kind of pricey too, like fifty bucks. I think. Yeah, it's like yeah. you know, like Scrivener is expensive, but if that's what you need, it's what you need. Yeah. Um, I didn't. The there's a indie rock band follow up. Is that from you? Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's for me. Um, I don't know. I just thought that it was a a, a nice follow up for our listeners because uh, one of my favorite indie rock bands the it's called we are scientists um i found out today that they released an ep in uh in, in, back in october and uh and the name is uh business casual so mm. <laughs> so yeah um uh, it, it's not the best record that they made to date <laughs> but so I mean, really we're linking <laughs> to it because of the name <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean uh i saw the name and and, and, and i thought that I, I recommend their first two albums But you know, business casually, it's it's a, it's just yeah. Because you're the senior vice president of special business, yeah. But you're also the senior vice president of casual Eating, pasta, yeah. You know, uh, I uh, when I went to Bologna, uh, I ate with my friends uh, tortellini, right? Mm-hmm. Um, man, they were so good. Like, the, <laughs> I, I I thought I just thought about it again, and, and I, I need to I need to go eat some tortellini right now, but I don't have them, so. So, I, I can't, guess so. Yeah. Can't help you there. Yeah. I'll mail you some. <laughs> It'll be there for next From week. From Memphis? You guys have tortellini in Memphis? I mean, it's not going to be good. It's going to be frozen. <laughs> man. Oh, man. So, we have uh, a couple of topics this week. Um, two topics, and then I don't know what it is that you put at the end of the show notes, <laughs> but we'll get there. Um, but I want to talk about iBeacons. Um, they've kind of been uh, in the news. Apple announced a while back that they were going to be using uh, iBeacons, which are basically like little devices. Like there's some pictures in the show notes, The Verge and TechCrunch. And the idea is that, you know, if you're they're in an Apple store and you walk up to an iPad and your your iPhone says, oh, I see you're looking at the iPad. Here's more information about them. Um, and they use like uh, the low energy Bluetooth and... Um, i guess gps and like you have to have the app installed and if all of those things are in order it can like give you you know like additional information about um about what there is to buy so i don't know i mean what do you think about that it, it seems kind of weird to me uh i think that it's kind of yeah it's kind of weird right now they the 
what Apple is doing now, I don't think that it's very useful. Useful, because I mean, if I'm looking at the iPhone and there is already an iPad on the table with with a you know with an interactive thing to to check on the iPhone specs and and, and you know the kind of the models. I don't think that it's really useful to get a to get a pop up that say, "Hey, you're looking at the iPhone. Uh, check your <laughs> eligibility date." I mean, of course, I know that that I'm that if I'm coming to the Apple Store, I'm probably going going to to know what an iPhone is and w- if I can upgrade. But I think there is a, a real potential for for other kinds of implementation of of this. Like in, uh, I'm thinking about museums. Yeah. Or I'm thinking uh, like imagine if you if you walk up to a famous painting. And, and, and a notification comes up and says, hey, you know, this painting is from this uh, uh, famous uh, painter and uh, here's other works that he, that he, that he did and, and they are located in the same museum in other areas. So that, that's an idea. Maybe you get a link to the Wikipedia page, I don't know, some, some kind of that stuff. And, uh, but I'm also thinking about concerts or, I don't know, sport venues. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe this is your seat. Uh, we saw that you have a ticket. Maybe there there could be some sort of integration with Passbook. Yeah, we saw and, you ordered a hot dog. Here's the closest bathroom. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the you know I think retail is kind of like an obvious first place. And Apple for you know a long time has used their stores as sort of like experimentation. Like when Apple first shipped like the airport base stations, they put them in all the stores to show like, hey, you know these things can be used and. Um, these sort of environments. I, th- I think they've maybe moved away from that, but even now, like uh, Easy Pay and all these things that Apple like builds these technologies for themselves, for themselves, and then and then roll it out. Um, but it's not. To be clear, it's not just Apple. Um, Qualcomm is launching a similar product. Um, you know, iBeacon is just Apple's specification uh, yeah. of how to do it. So there's there's a lot of this going on. Um, but I thought of a use, you know, like in a hospital, you know, like if, if you're a doctor or a nurse and like you go to a room and you're handheld, you know, it says, oh, you know, this patient is Federico and, you know, he, you know, last had his medicine at this time and he likes watching Disney movies, you know, like whatever it is, um, like medication. I, I do. I do like records, Disney movies. Whatever. I do. Yeah. Like I them. mean, see, iBeacons yeah. saved your life. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Uh, I, I guess that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm moderately excited right now. I think that there is a lot of potential. I just don't know if uh, if retail is the kind of uh, is the kind of area where I where I want to 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 have this feature because when I'm when I'm shopping, I don't want to be bothered all the time. Hey, check this out. Hey, check this other item. And, right. Uh, Which I like, think I think yeah, that maybe there could be an uh, other ways to to you to make iBeacons more informative and useful i don't know if retail right now the way that apple is doing it is really the best way but i mean clearly they are uh they have just rolled this out in in the us so they're really uh i I read a report on the verge the saying that not every store had a working implementation of the iBeacons yeah so clearly they need more time and uh i guess we'll see I don't think that we'll ever see <laughs> these in Italy anytime soon, so <laughs> I gotta wait for that. <laughs> don't have uh, don't have Bluetooth over there. No, we do. <laughs> we, <laughs> we do have Bluetooth. Uh, we do have Bluetooth. Uh, we, for instance, I never saw a working a working implementation of Passbook here. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that uh, 
you're not missing much no (laughs) yeah i know uh i'm pretty sure that the national train transportation company um has something for passbook i just never Mm -hmm. saw it uh and 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 it's not just that i never saw somebody holding up a passbook at the train station i never saw an advertisement or an article Mm -hmm. or nothing just a couple of tweets yeah you know it's interesting is like it's got to stuff like this has to be cross-platform like passbook is ios only um but you know like even there's a sdk for android um developers to implement this stuff and but and like all the all the pieces have to be in place like if i walk in the apple store and i have the apple store application which i I don't keep on my phone because that's a little ridiculous um if bluetooth is off it's not going to work but like if bluetooth is on but i don't have the app it's not going to work so it's still very dependent on like all of the pieces being in place because it's not at this point at least a like system level thing you know like yeah in the future if apple did this and said hey bluetooth is on um anywhere you are that uh, there's an ib can it can ios can send you a notification not like an individual app and i for one would find that kind of gross but um i, I think it's interesting i think retail is just kind of like a first step i'm, I'm excited to see where it goes yeah should we take a break? Oh, yeah. All right, let's do it. This episode of The Prompt is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TALLYHO12. Squarespace is constantly updating their platform with new features, new designs, and better support. They have beautiful templates for you to start with and tons of style options for you to adjust, so you can really create your own space online. Squarespace takes care of hosting, SEO, and even makes sure your site automatically looks great on any device. It's incredibly easy to use, but if you do need some help, they have over 70 employees on the customer care team based in uh, New York City. Squarespace truly cares about design, and it really shows throughout their whole site, which they're, they're constantly updating the stuff with new branding, and they've won numerous, uh, numerous design awards for their templates. Uh, happy to announce that there's two brand new iOS apps for Squarespace customers. Squarespace Blog, which lets you easily draft, post, schedule, and re- review posts and stories, as well as, a mon- as well as monitoring and managing comments on your blog. Squarespace Blog is fully integrated with Layout Engine, allowing you to easily format text or markdown, tap and drag images within the post, and modify detailed post settings on the go. And Squarespace Metrics, which allows you to monitor your website analytics like KPIs and page views, even unique visitors. Uh, they give projections and charts for your website all at your fingertips. You can see how healthy something's doing on the go. Uh, they've also updated notes and portfolio for iOS 7. And don't forget about audio collections for musicians and the amazing new 3D visualizer for shipping. As I said earlier, you can try Squarespace for free, no credit card required. But if you do decide to purchase, it starts at just $8 a month and includes a domain name if you sign up for a year. Make sure to get 10% off and support the prompt by using the offer code TALLYHO12. Thank you to Squarespace for supporting 5x5 and the prompt. TALLYHO12. TALLYHO. TALLYHO. T-A-L-L-Y-H-012. Isn't it weird? Like, like, um... Like phone numbers, like you know, in the United States, it's a three-digit area code, then a three-digit dash four-digit number. 
And so like you hear your phone number like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. But if someone says it with like a different pattern, like how it, you can't tell what it is. Hmm. T-A-L-L. I always, I always get confused uh, when uh, you guys can basically like call phone, phone numbers with letters in them. Right. Uh, yeah. Cause the, the dialer has like letters on it. And so yeah, it's, I, I never, before it could be any number of letters. I, I'm, I'm not sure that we can do the same in Italy. Like I never saw, I never saw or call, call the number with, with, with text. Hmm. Yeah. So but like on your, on your phone, on the dialer, does it have like letters under the numbers? Um, let me see. Like on my iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> is your is your iPhone in English set in English? Yeah. But, uh, but, so, oh yeah, so it's got the letters, right. Right. So like I, I, how do I type the letters? So like if you need a I don't know, say your phone number is like one eight hundred hello, yeah. it'd be one eight hundred four three five five six. But how does it oh hello because it so even if there are three letters for each number, you can just type once the number. Yeah. Yeah, because oh. you're really dialing the number. The letters are just a funny way to mark okay, it. Okay, okay, I get it. I get it. Huh, nice. Huh, this is a nice trick. Pretty cool, right? I should probably give out my number as a, as a letter. So that would be um, F E. Uh, uh, what's the zero? Uh, plus? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Wait, are you, are you giving people... No, 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 I'm not giving people... I was, I was just thinking out loud, sorry. If you have feedback on this week's show, please call Federico <laughs> please Verducci call on Federico. his cell phone. <laughs> on his personal f- cell phone and uh, tell him that the show is terrible. No, I, I hope that it won't be terrible. Um, Steven. <laughs> Hi. Let's talk about RSS feeds. <laughs> yes, RSS is still <laughs> alive, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So we've had underscore uh, David Smith on, the creator of... Feed Wrangler, amongst other awesome things. Um, but Feed Wrangler is not the biggest player in the field. And it really seems like amongst people I talk to who aren't like diehard nerds, like people who just kind of used RSS casually. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah. The way hmm. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, switched to Feedly for a couple of reasons. So Feedly had, on day one, really easy migration from Google Reader. Uh, they basically clone the Google Reader experience online. The web interface is really fast and really pretty nice. And it's free. Can't be free uh, to a lot of people. But it seems like they've kind of been doing some some gross things. So I've noticed in the past a couple of things, and then we'll get into like this more recent news. Um, so on 512pixels, like lots of other sites, I do the Daring Fireball style link list. And so if you go to 512 and there's little uh, arrows after a headline, clicking the headline will take you off site to my source, not to the individual page on my site. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. We do the same thing. Yeah. 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 You do the same thing. And every, you know, lots of people do. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of reasons to do that, which, you know, we don't necessarily have to go into today. But different RSS readers handle that differently. And so a lot of people, I think including you and, and definitely me, in my RSS feed, I have very clearly labeled the permalink. So if someone wants to go to my site, uh, they can, but clicking on the headline in the RSS reader will take them to my source. So you yeah. know, I have a, lo- a lot of people who read my 
100% of my content in the RSS reader, uh, and they never see my site. Yeah. Um, so I noticed on Feedly, I had some people asking, like, why, you know, you're putting pictures in the feed now? I was like, um, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so I, did, and I, have a, I have basically an account to, like, every RSS service on the planet because I keep bouncing around. And um, so I log in. I not, I not only notice it on my feed, but lots of other linkless feeds. Like, so say that I linked to a Macworld piece, and you know, Macworld often has images with their post. In the RS, in my RSS feed, would be the image from Macworld. Like, it mm. would scrape that and put it into the feed. Yeah. Um, which is yeah, not that's awesome. more of a technical problem, though, I guess, because basically your 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 link is going. Like with with some redirecting to the to the Macworld source, so Feedly needs an image because they they like to use images in the in the in the list view, uh, whatever they call it. Uh, so they see the source as Macworld, but in the RSS settings, they know that it's five twelve. So I guess that that's not being uh, I guess uh, shady. It's more of being. You know, kind of, kind of. It's it's, it's just, really a technical problem, I guess. It's and it's it's a little weird, and it kind of. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I didn't like it as a publisher because, like, that's not my photo. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I don't have rights to repost that photo. Like, it has the MacWorld um, uh, watermark on it. You know, Jason Snell would power slide to my house. And yeah, you don't want take that, all my yeah. things. <laughs> you don't want that. Um, and so, like, I wasn't in love with that, but okay, like. They want images. Fine. Yeah, it's not, it's not really clever. Yeah. Um, so then a, a story came out uh, a couple days ago over um, at the digitalreader.com. And, and basically what they're doing is, you know, Feedly has their own short URLs. Like when you go share a post out of Feedly, it's like, you know, it's like a short URL, like a .ly or something. And that's, again, like that's fine. I think URL shorteners are basically dead because of Twitter wrapping everything in a t.co these days. But, um... They they do it and that that's fine. Yeah, but it's it's, uh, I, I it's always, not great. I, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of this. Yeah, I can stomach it a little bit. So what they start doing was those short links would go to a page on feed, you know, drawn by a Feedly server somewhere. Yeah, and like all of your content would be on the Feedly page. Yeah, and that's not cool at all. That's not cool at all. And. Yeah. It's, you know, there's a lot of arguments there. Like, I mean, Federico, you and I both make our money on our websites from advertising. Mm-hmm. Like, that is an impact. But, like, besides that, like, it's just kind of gross. Like, send me to where I want to go. And, like, they have a little, like, baby, like, little open site button in the upper right hand yeah, corner. Yeah, you, ha- you have a middleman, right? Yeah. And so, you have this kind a, of yeah. we- weird page in between the, the, the RSS and, and, the, and the real destination. And, uh, and I guess there is an argument to be made about the fact that services like Instapaper or Pocket do the same thing in that they, they take your content and they reformat it, you know, to, to bring you a text view. But the difference is that, as far as I know, uh, both Instapaper and Pocket, they send you a page view, right? Before they, 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 for, before right. they, they generate the text view. Now, I don't know if Feedly, what they, what they were doing, if uh, <laughs> they actually sent you a page view for each you know, uh, gener- generation of this uh, text yeah. view they, they were doing, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of uncool. And so mm-hmm. a couple of days later, so they, they revert the action, right? Like people freak out on Twitter and this, you know, this blog post goes crazy. And they're like, hey, you know, 
Okay, J- you were right. JK, JK, guys. Total JK. And um, and so David Smith, our friend at Feed Wrangler, wrote this post a couple of days later and basically outlining of like, these are things that I could do. Like, I have the power to do this as an RSS reader, but I choose not to. And it's great. I agree with everything you wrote. Um, but, you know, so Feedly's kind of like, I'm not, I'm not so sure about this. And then they uh, announce, or it comes out just yesterday on the 10th, as we record this, um, that they're changing the, um, they're, they're tinkering with how URLs report their source. And so, you know, a lot of times, like, I don't do it because I frankly don't care about this sort of thing as a publisher, but a lot of times you will see when you go to a URL, like the UTM underscore source, and it'll be like, you know, Twitter or, you know, Facebook or whatever, RSS. And it's a way for publishers to track how people got to your site. So not only they record the page view, but they record how that page view occurred. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. So um, I never I never understood how this works because I, I don't have the time to, you know, to learn this stuff. I guess that there are many publishers who keep track of this sort of analytics. You yeah. know, especially especially uh, if you need to understand whether a, a page was opened by Twitter or from you know from RSS readers, uh, I guess that is prima pretty of uh, it's a big deal for some. Uh, personally, I never I never had the time to 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 you know to learn on the UTM source, UTM reader, UTM this, UTM that. So right. Really, uh, I don't have the time. But but again, it's not. Why do they have to do that? And um, and uh, I guess that where, what really bothers me is that Feedly, it, it's not the first time that they make this kind of behind-the-scenes changes and they don't tell anything publicly until someone notices it and, um, and then they are like, oh yeah, we, made, we were play, experimenting with this change, uh, but you're right, we're going we're gonna to rever- revert to the old version. And... Um, which is kind of you know it's not cool because uh, you're you're making these kind of pretty important changes uh, without telling users, and then when uh, when there is a blog post or maybe a tweet by someone who, who actually saw what you were doing, uh, you're like, okay, yeah, J.K., no guys, everything's cool, it's back to normal. Yeah, and, uh, it's not really the best open and transparent policy ever. Uh, I'm not sure no. it can even be called a policy. It's not a policy. It's doing things behind the your user's back. So, right. um, and um, what kills me about it, like the halfway down the story, this blog post from Feedly, it's, this is going to impact negatively the publishers who are using UTM underscore source to track their engagement in Feedly. But hopefully they can change their analytics. Like UTM source is a standard. Like that's yeah. Built into Google Analytics, like I mean, I work at a web shop. Like we have clients who use this sort of thing to see where the traffic's coming from, and to screw with it. And you know, by most, I mean, I know from like my own stats on five twelve, Feedly is huge. Like it eats. I mean, it's way bigger than a lot of other services. And you know, and my site is read by mostly nerdy people. So you know, there's Feed Wranglers maybe a lot bigger than it would be out on the out on the open web. But Feedly is big, and to, like to do something like this, and again, like you said. Hey, we did it. It's going to kind of suck for some people. Hopefully you can fix it. Like it's just not very responsible. And it, it as a yeah. publisher, it I mean, when you when you use something like RSS or Twitter, like, you know, both of our websites auto tweet links, you know, to headlines. Like I have no control what happens to that tweet, right? People can retweet it, people can favorite it, people can reply to it. 
I have no control once it's out in the world. But something like RSS feels a little bit closer to the vest. Like it's a direct extension from my site. And to to know that there's people out there who are doing crazy things with it is kind of uncool. Yeah, and, and I mean, uh, I think that the Fidel team is, is, is doing some great work. And I'm using both. I'm subscriber. I'm a I'm a paying subscriber to both Freedwranger and Feedly. And Me I think too. the Feedly is doing some great stuff. You know, with the discovery sections. Uh, I, I'm a fan of Feedly personally. Uh, I just think I just think that uh, when it comes to RSS, you're gonna have to keep in mind that uh, you have a, a pretty geeky audience, and, and and nerds are the kind of people who notice and and get upset at this stuff frankly so like you said Stephen, it's not really responsible to make these kind of changes and without telling anyone so when you're dealing with the nerds you you gotta keep in mind that they're gonna they're gonna take notice and they're gonna take action eventually uh, (laughs) of of this kind of stuff and um, they will take action and and let me send you Stephen and, and our listeners two links to two different posts that I had on Mac Stories to uh, URLs. You know, uh, when you want to clean up a messy URL that has all the parameters or all the kind of stuff that you, that you don't want to see. Uh, or maybe you want to simply resolve uh, a shortened URL. You want to get to the real source destination link that you want to share with your friends because it, it's kind of gross to, to share, you know, a short link. Uh, so... It's basically just a, some Python stuff there. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were going to ask me about it, so I'm just coming clean now. It's, it's Python. I admit it. I may have a problem, you know? Yeah. But um, I'm pretty happy with it. So it's a good, it's a good problem to have. It's like a good addiction I, I don't want to kick. <laughs> oh, Federico. No, oh, Steven. Okay. I, I, I wonder I wonder is my if Mike is, is uh, thinking about us right now. I don't know. I I, uh, I don't think so. I can text him. Alright, Mike. This is coming th- this is happening live. We don't have a live show. We should do a live show. And and randomly text people. Um I mean it's live in a certain sense that we're here. And my cat's here. Do you ever think about, like, time? Like, time is kind of weird, right? Like, how it works. Like, for me, it's... it's <laughs> like, for me, it's past midnight. And, yeah. and for you, it's... Uh, what is it? Uh, Memphis? It's... Uh, let me guess. Let me guess. Don't say it. It's 7 p.m.? <laughs> it's 5.15. Oh, God. I'm, I'm so bad. So, so, I don't know. I guess this is some philosophical stuff. Uh, it's everything is really relative, you know. I mean, time doesn't make sense when you think about it. What is time? It's just like a, some sort of unit that that we gave ourselves, but it doesn't really exist in any, in any physical way. Uh, Do you need to lie down? No, uh, I had too many coffees today. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I should so, probably go party with Mike when I, when I get the chance. You should do it right now. Speaking of parties, Stephen. <laughs> yes. I, I want to tell you about my weekend. I would love to hear about your weekend. Um, I want to tell you. Uh, <laughs> I want to tell you a story, Stephen. So lay down and I'm, <laughs> and I'm gonna. And yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I don't think my headphones are long enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, which headphones do you have, by the way? 
Uh, I have the Sennheiser. Oh, you have the same one. So I, I uh, the yeah. HD two eighties. Yeah. Don't you have? Yeah. Yeah, I have the HD two eighty Pros. Like a hundred bucks on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, same. So I told you. I'm <laughs> uh, the show notes for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so I told you I went to Bologna, right? Yes, and you I saw wa- a, uh, a the, emo hipster band. They're not emo, right? They're kind of they're kind of hipster, but it's kind of alternative rock. So um, I wasn't driving for one. Uh, I wasn't in charge of getting us to the destination, and this is kind of strange because I'm always driving. But that's not the point. So um, I was in a group of seven people, and four of them had high, uh, iPhones, and two of them had um, Android phones like a Galaxy S4 and some Sony Xperia is the name. Yeah, Xperia Z is the new one, I think. No, no, it's not the new one. It's one of the old ones. But anyway, and plus there was my iPhone. So I want to... Hang on, hang on. How many Palm Prix were there? (laughs) Just the band. The band and the the, the Palm Prix. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, There were four, four iPhones my iPhone and two Androids, right? So um, I wanted to, without being creepy, <laughs> I wanted to like to see how my friends, uh, who are definitely not a nerd or geek, or they don't even know what I do for a living, basically. They just, they have this idea that I have a website, right? Yeah. And, um, so I wanted to see how they were using the iPhones. Okay. Because we've been talking about, you know, normal people. And right. um, so I wanted to check. So uh, air, air quote, first, quote unquote, air quote, normal people. Yeah, so so many air quotes all over the place. Um, so the first data point, they don't have an iPhone 5S or 5C. Uh, I guess that they never cared about getting the latest iPhone model. They always ask me about, you know, hey, teacher, what's new in the, in, the, in the new iPhone? Should I get it? Should I wait? Uh, and I guess that in general, they like to wait for special occasions like birthdays or maybe uh, anniversaries or holiday gifts. You know, yeah. they, 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 sure. they just don't go uh, to get the iPhone like we do camping out at the Apple Store. Uh, yeah, I've, I've never camped out at the Apple Store. Oh, yeah, sure. I believe you. Uh, Have you? Yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Is that strange? A little bit. Mike's alive. Why? Mike's alive? Oh, good to know. I said, Mike, are you thinking of us? He said, I always am. Are you doing the show? So now <laughs> okay. we're talking. Yeah. Okay. okay so, so, you're, so you're camping out at the Apple store with your friends. Wait. I'm paying I, I, attention. No, I'm not camping out with my friends. I, I did it in the past, right? Because the Italian Apple store gives you, um, how do you guys call them? Croissants? Sure. Like, yeah. Biscuit, yeah. Like yeah. breakfast pastry yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. In Italian, it's cornetti. So um, anyway, uh, the Italian apple store gives you croissants in the morning. Um, it's fancy. Yeah, the sec- and cappuccino, by the way, uh, or coffee. The second point is that, um, and this may be a surprise, they didn't use Google Maps. So we had to take a 317 kilometers trip to Bologna, which in miles is... Um, Six. Uh, no, <laughs> six watts. <laughs> in miles, it's uh, it's like two hundred miles. Okay, okay. So it's 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 a pretty long trip, and um, it's a four-hour drive. So I thought that 
they would use Google Maps because there is this idea that Google Maps is more reliable than, than Apple Maps. They didn't use Google Maps. They use Apple Maps, They and, and when I asked them about it, they said, it's true, Apple Maps had some problems last year, but it's been fine lately. So, uh, we and, and, and two out of four said that they preferred the way that Apple Maps looked. Like, it, it was nicer. <laughs> I agree. And, and Yeah, I agree, because um, I think that the iconography and the colors and the text, uh, like, it, it feels like there is more room for your map on the screen, especially on the iPhone. And, uh, and, and, and I can see why they, they might say that it's nicer... They have iPhone, iPhone 4s or 4, 4Ss. I don't know, 4Ss, I guess. So, uh, especially on, on the smaller screen, Google Maps can be a little overwhelming, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we didn't get lost. We got to our destination uh, and we used Apple Maps for driving directions uh, for, and for walking directions in, 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 in Bologna, which was the first time for me. I never used Apple Maps to, you know, walking around with, with a phone on my hands. And like, I think that it looks pretty silly when you do that. But I did it for the sake of my research, uh, yes. my, my total, totally non-creepy research, because I was basically talking to my friends and randomly glancing at their iPhones. <laughs> when they were in the bathroom with them. <laughs> no, no, no. So we used Apple Maps for walking in driving directions. We didn't get a loss. So far, so good. Okay. Third point, uh, you guys use uh, Yelp a lot, right? To check on restaurants and res- uh, reviews. Yeah, right? pretty popular. So, okay, so all my friends, they use, they had the app of TripAdvisor. Ever heard of that? Uh, yeah. TripAdvisor. Is it, is it Trip popular Advisor. in the US too? Uh, I mean, I don't think it has the... The traction of Yelp. Yeah, I don't think so, but yeah. I definitely am aware of it. Yeah, I did not have... Their the... icon is an owl, right? Uh, yeah. Well, so, I, see, yeah. I, I knew that. Yeah, so when you... When you uh, in Italy, it's really like Yelp. Uh, I don't think that's really popular. Uh, when you go to restaurants, uh, they all have these uh, TripAdvisor stickers on their hmm. doors, like recommended by TripAdvisor in 2011. They have a QR Ooh. code? No, they don't have QR codes. Dang. Who uses QR codes? Come on, man. What are you no, saying? <laughs> it's not a real place unless it's not a real business unless there's a QR code. Right, the right, right. When, <laughs> when I'm opening a store, I don't know what I'm going to sell, but if I'm going to open a, a local shop... Blog posts. I, <laughs> no. I'm no go, I'm Federico, gonna, no, stop. I have your business idea. I have it. People oh, yeah. come to you with their problems. Like, it might not even be a technical problem. They might say, my girlfriend broke up with me and I'm sad. And you write a Python script to fix it. Mm-hmm. And you can have that. sure I'm, I'm going to be out of business in like two weeks. Yeah, you're definitely going to get hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you. So when I'm get, when I, if I get angry, I can use the TripAdvisor app because all my friends at the TripAdvisor app on their iPhones, they use the website too to check on restaurant reviews. And uh, when I asked of Yelp, they didn't know what it was. I actually tried to say that Yelp even has the, the Siri integration, right? Um, they just didn't care. So uh, <laughs> I, I didn't insist. So next point, uh, we took a lot of photos, right? Uh, photos and videos. And um, smartphones are ruining concerts. So uh, people are constantly taking photos and, and recording videos instead of watching a band playing live. So uh, 
I don't know if you ever noticed it. If you, if you, oh, went, yeah. if you gone to a concert uh, lately, but people are all, like all the time with these screens up in the air, and instead of watching a band with their eyes, they're watching through a screen and through a camera, which which it, like defeats the the main point of going to a concert. So I, I understand why you may want to take like a couple of photos, like a short video just for your memory, for your digital memory, but two two hours of concerts and and you're you're using your phone all the time that that yeah. just doesn't make any sense to me yeah to no, us, it, it bugs me yeah and, and and it bugs me because you have this especially with people with android phones you have this like 10 inches screen in front of my head mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 uh, plus it's not really romantic i mean do you want to compare you know when people are like waving lighters like Old, old school lighters in the air versus uh, digital displays. It's not really the best. I don't know. I, I guess I'm just vintage. In the no, games. no. I mean, I'm. Yeah. I agree with you. you know, like you know, if I go to a show, you know, I'll take a couple pictures. You know, or yeah, I usually don't do video things. because like the video is useless, right? Like the iPhone, especially the audio, like can't keep up with what's happening. Like it's yeah. just all just like <laughs> you know, it's like it's not a thing. You know, like you can't can't hear anything um i mean yeah i mean i think the whole idea of like am i in the moment or am i capturing the moment like i mean you see Hmm. it with parents like i have a lot of pictures of my kids but also have a lot of times that i didn't take pictures because i was with them you know it's Hmm. it's a hard thing to balance but Hmm. i think i think we're i think a lot of people overdo it so yeah uh unfortunately my friends are the kind of people who are using the phones at the concert all the time so um, they took a lot of photos. Uh, I tried to to insist, you know, kind of, hey man, just enjoy the concert. Uh, right. They, yeah, but you know, I didn't want to fight. I just wanted to have a good time. So, uh, and I did have a great time, by the way, because <laughs> um, so they they ended up with a lot of photos. So naturally, uh, the day after, I asked for some of of their photos because um, I mean, they they were good photos. So I just say, hey, you know, you can use um, control uh, airdrop in control center to to send me the photos. You don't have to because they were like, oh, should I text you the photos? Should I should I put them on Facebook and then you can download Could them? Could you fax uh, them to me? <laughs> I just said, can you use airdrop? And they had no idea what I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is airdrop? What? <laughs> I said, you know, the the control center, um, which in Italian is called um, centro di controllo. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Um, I said, you know, use the control center. And, and they were like, what is a control center? Uh, and I said, the thing where you use the flashlight. <laughs> and they were like, oh, yeah, the... the like the, the, uh, at one point, one of my friends called it um, the place with the buttons. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty accurate, actually. And um, of course, because they had uh, old iPhones, they didn't have AirDrop. So they put them on Facebook, and I was tagged in the photos, uh, like in all of them. And um, so, yeah, people take a lot of photos and concerts and if they have all the iphones airdrop doesn't solve the problem uh, but then we took uh, some photos uh, at the around bologna mm-hmm. and here i noticed another thing that panoramas like the panorama mode is yeah. huge like people do that all the time 
And uh, so there is a there is like a, like a, a really big uh, cathedral in 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 Piazza Maggiore. It's um, like you there is a like you pay three euros and you can go to the top of this cathedral. Like it's not it's it's a it's a basilica. I can't remember the name. But anyway, you can go to the to the top and you can you can take a look at at the at Bologna from above, right? Mm-hmm. So and and there were me and and like my friends and a bunch of other people. And and my friends and all these other people, they were all like uh, going 360, doing the panorama thing, <laughs> and uh, just spinning around in circles, <laughs> just spinning around, you know, <laughs> you know, and uh, taking the panoramas. And and I did too because I wanted I wanted to blend in, you know. I, I didn't want to yeah. to to look like the outsider, <laughs> just right. looking. So I took a panorama, and man, I wasn't able to take a decent one because I kept shaking. And, uh, <laughs> <But> <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to. I, I wanted to ask, like, what's what's a good what's a good strategy with your hands? Like, I, I just, I just, <laughs> I just, I just, I just kept moving, and so all my panoramas ended up with these weird lines. And yeah, so like, you can like, you can kind of brace your arms against your torso, <laughs> like like a human tripod. Yeah, mm. I guess. I guess uh, that's what it's I'm hard. Sure. It's like I can't keep it level, and so like you know, the little arrow is like moving up and down. And yeah, like, it's really uncomfortable because this judging thing, you and this yeah, it's that it's looking at you and I say, hey, you should slow down. I mean, like, hey, Jesus, maybe you should have had less to drink last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, hey, I don't, I don't. I've used the panorama a couple of times, like, but definitely not. I mean, in a situation like that, I'd probably do like one panorama, like a part of it. Or then take like some normal photos, like and definitely not like all the way around in a circle. You know, I would just do like you know, just like a yeah, because know, you can you can stop section. panorama, right? You, you don't have to do the full circle, right? Thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can do it. You know, there's some interesting stuff people have done, like put their phone like panorama mode and like fake it and like do something else, like move it. Oh a yeah, yeah, direction. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of make it do weird things. Huh. Nice. But um, yeah, you got to keep your hands steady. That's key. So- Next point, because you mentioned the, the iPhone's audio at concerts. Yeah. This may come as a surprise, uh, but my friends... It's not. I see it in the notes. It's not going to be a surprise yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll surprise for mm. our listeners. So my friends, they use the Voice Memos app to record a why? concert. And I mean, Jesus, why are you doing that? Yeah, because I mean... For the love of Balmer and, 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 and God and, and everything that is sacred about technology. Wow. Wow. Why, so wow. Why are you recording a concert with voice memos? <laughs> you know, like it. Uh, oh, gosh. So here's, here's what we're going to do to fix this. No, because and, 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 I have another it, business idea. Hold on, it gets worse. Um, <laughs> can it? Can it get worse? Oh yeah, man. <laughs> just, just wait. Uh, driving back, all right, from Bologna to Viterbo, they played <laughs> the the recording no. on the car audio. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, man, <laughs> why do people do things? Yeah. So here's what, here's what we're gonna do. I think the listeners of the prompt will know that I am on a quest to to You're help on people. A quest? I'm on a quest to help people and to make their techno- their lives and technology less messy and better. And so here's what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to kickstart a trip for me to come to Italy. Okay. And uh, 
Maybe part of the Kickstarter would be like a reminder for me to get a passport. <laughs> Mine's expired. And um, so I'm going to come. We're going to go to a concert. And I'm going to bring a hammer. <laughs> and anytime we see somebody doing something we don't like, we just hit their phone out of their hands with a hammer. So the money for the Kickstarter is to refund people the, the phone that you're going <laughs> to smash. So we, we're going to use the money for, for a good cause, for a good cause, to teach yeah. people a lesson. But then again, we're, we're, not, that, we're not that evil. So we're going to use the money to buy another phone. And we're going to buy an iPhone, of course. So we're going to smash Lumia no, no, and buy iPhones. Your phone, you get a Nokia. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think, this is, I think this is really... Um, this is a I great business a idea. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think you know, um, we've got to be... The key here is the right type of hammer, obviously. Um, I need to practice being able to, like, lunge with it. So I'll, I'll be practicing in my backyard. Hmm. I think we kickstart that. Yeah. We should, we should definitely talk to Mike about this stuff. He's, he's the man in charge for this kind of... Uh, marketing operations yeah no he's had a lot of experience in um volcano related marketing yeah yeah yeah. this could be a a, a volcano related project i think hmm. um, we're gonna, gonna run that by mike and, and matt so next point and then i'm gonna i'm gonna get to my conclusion because i do have a moral of the story <laughs> next points real quick um all of my friends they like most people i guess um they had some sort of resistance to the idea of paying for apps. So they, ha- they all had this um, advertising-based uh, with free apps with in-app purchases, and which they didn't unlock, so they were using the app with banners. And, uh, and they were especially jarring because um, most uh, Google ads, and uh, they are not optimized for the Reddit on this place. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, you're hurting me. Yeah, um... It was actually kind of kind of bad to you know, and it, like it physically hurt myself to to watch that kind of. But anyway, um, when I when I asked about the fact, you know, you can just spend what is it, eighty cents of euros to to unlock and and and, and uh, in you know, a purchase, they just say, you know, the app works. Uh, it doesn't bother me. So there is a there is I'm gonna get to this later, but there is a difference in the way that we as nerds and geeks look at this kind of stuff and the way that normal people and people who, who people who don't have the same uh, weird attraction to computers that we that we do. There is a difference. Uh, last point: WhatsApp. Yeah, do you use WhatsApp, Stephen? Uh, I do not. It's huge in, in, in Europe. It's huge in Italy. All my friends are yep. using it. More than I know, I Mike, met- Mike uses it heavily with the ladies. Yeah, yeah. Mike Mike knows where to get the ladies. Um, it's it's bigger than iMessage, definitely. Because especially among groups of people who have iPhones and, and Galaxies and maybe the occasional, uh, and I feel bad for those people, Lumia, um, there is an advantage. I don't know. Is there an, a WhatsApp application for Windows Phone? Eight, seven. What's the name? Let me just pull up my Nokia. I have no idea. <laughs> so anyway, but you got you got the idea, right? It's cross pla- sure. platform, so it's really handy and, and it's free. Now there is now there is an, an annual subscription, I, I guess. But a lot of people got it when it was uh, when it was free, or maybe you, you just have yeah. to pay once and then you you don't have to pay the subscription. Yeah. Anyway, there, there is, is WhatsApp a, Windows, a lot. There, there is, is a WhatsApp. Phone. Oh, okay. Good, good for them. Uh, they use WhatsApp a lot and. Um, so so 
I, I try to again I try to ask without being too 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 pushy about you know have you ever heard, uh, you know do you know that there are other apps like uh, I mean iMessage maybe there is the the other app what's the name Line it's kind of popular right now in in mm-hmm. China uh, the one with the stickers and, yeah um, <laughs> oh that one <laughs> yeah the one the one with the stickers. Uh, they're actually making good revenue, I think. Yeah, uh, Path is too. I mean, a bunch of these guys are doing stickers as stickers. Purposes. Everybody wants a sticker. Anyway, uh, next, uh, iCloud.com. Uh, we've, given, we've given iCloud.com a lot of, uh, to put it kindly, thought in the past <laughs> episodes. Um, my friends uh, had no idea that such thing existed. And... and um, Every time this, the, the topic came up, you know, what if I lose my phone? Um, every time the topic came up, I was asked, uh, hey, Federico, in, in case of a lost phone, what do I do? And, I, and I'm like, you have to go to the, to the Find My iPhone website to, to, yeah. to you know, to lock like, your phone and what? to erase it. And they're like, what? what? That Apple has a website for that? <laughs> so, so, yeah, they had no idea that you could have a, a full-featured web interface. For the for the find my iPhone, which I think it's something that I think, think Apple could be better at sharing. Yeah, Maybe um, because people don't have don't really know that there is a and I, that iCloud is also a set of web pages or websites or what what's the, the the way that they call them. They they don't know that I like for them iCloud is just this sort of invisible thing that that is on their phones. Yeah, uh, maybe that's the point, right? Because you don't have to know about it, but right. I. It could but come in I, handy if an American smashes your phone at a concert with a hammer. Yeah, yeah. It backed up. But then let me get to 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 the last point. Okay. They they use Dropbox. Okay. So, uh, my friends, uh, one one of them is a is a pharmacist, so she's working. Uh, but the other are students, college students. So they they, they deal with PDFs and, and office documents a lot, and they all use Dropbox. And the two of them who use uh, uh, an Android phone, they apparently have a lot of storage because there was some sort of promotion a few a few months back. I don't yeah, know. several uh, several Android phones. I think HTC had a deal where you got you know 100 gigs of Dropbox space for a year or something. I, I don't know why my Galaxy friend had a, had a like 50 gigs of storage, uh, but he said that there was a promotion. Did he iMic it? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Uh, so the, they they use iCloud for the you know they they had all the settings turned on for Contact Sync for Safari Sync for Find My iPhone, uh, but then they, they had no idea that like you could use iCloud sharing in in Pages. Yeah. So well, the, to be they, to be fair, it doesn't work. <laughs> to be fair, it doesn't work. But uh, like there is this um, like Dropbox is is surprisingly popular among. Uh, these uh, strange individuals that we call normal people. Oh yeah, and, no, uh, I, def- I see it. You know, with, yeah, like clients I work with. You know, I get mm-hmm. Dropbox links and shared folder invites, and you know, I think the fundamental problem here is that iCloud does so many things; it's really hard to put a label on it. And it's, yeah. so it's like the iCloud that you know syncs my contacts and calendars. Like, oh, it can also do like photo streams, and it can yeah. also back up my phone, and I can also like find my phone if I lose it, and like. Mm-hmm. It's this giant umbrella term, and it's so broad that like, like there's no I, way to know like what's iCloud and what's not. Like, I think that it's great that that you don't have to to manage iCloud. That 
in theory it just works right but yeah. i think that there's also a big disadvantage in the fact that people don't know just how many things they could do with icloud sure. so it's it, like there is a, there is pros and cons and, and and i think that apple could do a better job at, at explaining no uh, you know th this kind of stuff uh but then steven i'm sorry because i said that it was my last point this is the real last point um before going to concerts or on big trips where they're gonna take a lot of photos my friends like they they told me they free up storage on their phones by backing up photos and videos to their computers mm. like they they plug the usb cable and they move photos like 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 an animal like like an iMac uh from the phone <laughs> from the phone to the computer so they have so they have space again and you can you could see the air quotes going on there space yeah. again so they have space on their phones and i think that they're doing the right thing by the way because you don't want you don't want to end up with a warning during the concert if you if you really want to take that video you don't want to end up with a warning but this is, uh, and now I'm getting to, to the moral of my story, which has very, you know, a lot, a lot of shades, a lot of 50 shades of teaching story. Um, uh, so the, the first one is that nobody has really solved the problem of photo management. And, um, Have I've you heard about this new company named Everpix? Uh, yeah, oh. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> um, now, I'm, now I'm weeping. <laughs> um, so uh, nobody has really not even and especially Apple they, they, yeah. they haven't solved the problem people are taking a lot of photos people are taking a lot, a lot of videos and they don't know what to do with them they are right. sending them to iMessage they are sending them to WhatsApp they are sending them to Facebook to Instagram they are backing them up to their computers because they don't want to lose them they are maybe putting them in Dropbox they have so many photos in so many places and there is no single solution that collects them all so they have to, to do the manual management before going on long vacations or long trips before going to a concert or to a museum before taking pictures they have to think about the fact that they're going to take pictures and, and that's not a good experience because people and they all tell me so this is my, my, like my, my set of, of, of people subject to my experiment. They, they were just six people, right? So it's not a huge set of users. But it was definitely eye-opening in the way that all of them told me, yeah, I got to think about the fact that, that, that I can, cannot keep too many photos on my phone because otherwise I'm not going to be able to, to take new photos and new videos. Yeah, I, you know, it seems like we live in this future world of internet computers in our pocket and that that sort of thing. You know, it's like, like you know, it's like, oh, you know, I have too many tracks to burn on the CD. Like, we shouldn't have to worry about that stuff anymore. But yeah, we, we do. Or, or, you know, you can not worry about it, but you have to have like all these elaborate systems in place, like what we've talked about for weeks and weeks. And that's not really accessible to everyone quite yet. Yeah. My, my second conclusion is that... <laughs> I don't think you know what conclusion means. No, because you can have many conclusions depending on, on, depending on how you look at the problem. Hmm. So my second takeaway, right, uh, is that we assume that these people, um, they are not uh, technology experts in the way that they are just fine with default apps and they don't browse the app store they don't care about getting the best app for the job that's not really the case my friends have lots of apps on their phones 
they just didn't care and just weren't so obsessive in the way that we as nerds, like we want to pay developers, we want to unlock all the in-app purchases. And, and that's the best thing to do in my opinion, because you do want developers to have a, a healthy ecosystem. You know, you, you want to give money to your favorite developer. But the reality is that all of my friends had all these apps with, with banners, with, ad, with advertisements in the apps, and they just didn't care about, you know, giving up two euros in total, maybe five euros, considering all the dozens of apps that they had on their phones. They were just fine using the app with, with an ad. And, um, and yeah, and, uh, maybe that's kind of sad, because, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, maybe it's better to support a developer by paying directly, you know, by by unlocking all the things, that, just by showing your support. But maybe the the problem is that people who are not so obsessive about computers and, and apps and software like we are, they don't care about being morally good. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, why do they need to be kind to a developer? For them, it's just a utility. Yeah. It's, it's a disposable piece of, of, of software that, it just exists. Somebody's making it. Maybe it's Apple because as far as they know, it's Apple is making these apps. Like, mm-hmm. They don't know that there is a, a contract between a developer and Apple. <laughs> right. They just know that they go to the, to the app store and they download an app and everybody's fine. You, you see the ad, you can pay. No, I don't want to pay. <laughs> so they just keep using the app. And my, the final point, Stephen, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to ask for your opinion on all this. Um, okay. Is that... When facing a situation when you want to take a picture, you want to record some audio, you want to take a video, people are going to come up with a solution. So maybe it's voice memos, maybe it's a camera app, maybe they're going to back up their photos to the, to the computer before, before going on a long trip so they have space. Maybe they're going to use TripAdvisor to find a restaurant. But uh, what was really impressive to me is that like, can you imagine six years ago just how different it was to, to go on a, on a weekend trip? Like, you had a paper map. You had a separate camera uh, camcorder to, to take videos. You had a, separa- a separate digital camera. You had uh, maybe a restaurant guide. And now all this stuff is on a smartphone. And people are coming up with ways to, to, to record their experiences. So... They take photos, they take videos, they have the panoramas because they want to, to, they want to capture an entire scene. They use the voice recorder to capture like a bootleg audio of a concert. They're taking videos, they're sending them to their friends like in real time, in almost real time with Facebook or WhatsApp. They are calling friends during a concert and, and putting them on speaker and holding their phone up in the air to let them hear the band playing live. And um, so we think that, like, well, many of us make the mistake of saying that all these normal people um, are these stupid entities living in the world and just using the phone app, the mail app, and the messages app, and maybe the occasional Facebook. But in reality, they are just as geeky as we are, just in a, in a less obsessive and compulsive way. And, um, and at the end of the day, they, they don't really make a big deal about it. They, just, just, they go on a trip, they take photos, they take pictures, they go to a concert, 
they record everything, they're happy, they put them on Facebook, and everybody's fine, and we're here recording a podcast and being slightly creepy about the fact that I watch my friends using their iPhones. I mean, I think that... I mean, it's definitely... What, what, I me. did, what I did is definitely <laughs> kind of... <laughs> but no, I, did it's, it's, for, it's, I did it for science. Yes. I mean, clearly. Yeah. You, you are nothing if not a scientist. You know, you know I think you're right. I think people use... Uh, I think smartphones and tablets and all this stuff are much more mainstream than, like, we would like to think. You know, like... I think sometimes, like, I, I remember, like, you know, I had the first iPhone and I had it very early on, right? Like, that was, like, a sort of, like, a sick sense of pride, you know? It was like, hey, I sp- you know, really, it's like, I spent $500 on something that's completely ridiculous. But it had some sort of sense of, you know, this is um, part of a, a club or some sort of society of which I'm a member, right? And I think that continues today. Uh, in our circles of, you know, hi, you know, okay, you know, I can, I can uh, pick up an iPad and, and with Python, I can do all this, this crazy stuff. And I think that there's a sense of pride that can come with that. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but I think it is a bad thing when we look at, you know, like we we're talking about Dr. Drang last week, like people are just people. And, um, and as long as you're not being eaten alive by a terrorizing snowman, it, <laughs> It doesn't like it doesn't really matter, right? Like if if your phone can do what you like, if that's what you want to do with it, and you can do it, and it's like that's great, right? And obviously, people are doing it because we generate a mountain of data every day. Everyone does. But you know, the flip side of that is like like you're, what you're saying. You said it really, really well, Federico. Of the trip that we took, not we, me and you, but you know, like a trip that I took, you know, like six years ago, seven years ago, like, like my honeymoon. Like we went out of state and like you know i had a i had a palm um uh, treo before the phone so i had that but it was very basic right and even then i was much further ahead than most people and you're right like you had to have all this stuff and now it's just all in the phone and technology especially smartphones do they they can connect us in new ways like right like me and you and mike are very connected every day to each other through the use of our phones and tablets and computers. Uh, so while it builds that connectivity, it can also create isolation, right? Like if I'm in a room with like me and someone else and I'm texting you and Mike, like I'm isolated from that person in the room while connecting with you. Yeah. And I think... Or maybe, I you're least- going to, maybe you're going to a concert and instead of watching the band, you're watching the screen. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with capturing memories for later. I mean, that's, that's human instinct. Since, you know, man painted on the cave wall, it was trying to tell a story about something that happened. That's very important, but it's also important to live and experience the moments that we, that we're in. And I I get it wrong. I mean, Federico, I get it wrong all the time. Like I get it wrong with my kids. I get it wrong with my wife. I get it wrong with you guys. Like I, I really struggle to find that balance. And I think a lot of people do. Because it's it's so easy, it's so natural to, to pull out the phone and do something. And yeah. you know, I've you know, in the past have like carried a dumb phone as part of like an experiment to like how connected am I and what is it like to be disconnected, you know? Um and where it really sucks. It really sucks. Like yeah. yeah. 
you know, it's like I'm connected locally with people I can text, but like when I, you know, went to a dumb phone, like I couldn't, I didn't talk to Mike a lot and Mike and I are very close friends. And like it, it, I had to be at my computer to talk to him. And the reality is I'm not in my computer a lot. And you know, it's, it's just a double-edged sword. It's, but I don't think it's anything new. I think we had the same thing when everyone started driving, right? Like I can be connected with a friend across town, but I, n- I might not know my neighbor as well. Um, hmm. yeah, so that, I think it's, a, I think a it's a, point. you know, it's complicated, right? Like we're not going to solve it on a podcast, but no, it's something no. worth thinking about. And I think most of the time the answer is if, if the question is in play, the answer is put your phone away and engage. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I did. And I put my, my I took a, uh, took like two photos. And I wasn't, I wasn't happy with them, so I just, I was like, yeah, I don't, know, I don't have the time for this. <laughs> so I yeah. just kept jumping and clapping my hands and and singing and 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 that's what I wanted to do, you know, just enjoying the experience. And then the the following day, I found out that I couldn't receive the photos with AirDrop, so I was kind of mad. But anyway, yeah. So Federico, yeah, I think I think it's time to go. <laughs> it's time to to go and find what Michael is doing. I'm a little afraid. He did send me a note to tell everyone that he loves them. So Okay. Um, you can find the show notes uh, for this week's show at 5x5.tv slash prompt slash 26. Federico writes at maxstories.net. It can be found on Twitter at V-I-T-I-C-C-I. You can find uh, Mike on Twitter as I Mike I M Y K E. I'm Stephen Hackett. You can find me at 512pixels.net and ISMH on Twitter. Federico? Stephen? Have a lovely evening. You you too. You too. I'm I'm probably gonna gonna make some tea. Because I wanna I wanna feel like like a British man, like Mike. Sounds good. Yeah. Alright, I'll talk to you later. Ciao ciao. Adios. <laughs>